Welcome to the Lovish Podcast, a practical weekly podcast centered on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Now, sis, I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hey girl, hey, how are you feeling, love? Take a moment to think about it before you answer. Feeling good is okay. Feeling sad is okay. Feeling exhausted, angry, frustrated. Basically, however you feel, it's all good, sis. Y'all know I'm pretty much always going to kick off the show asking you how you're feeling today because I don't think that we are intentional enough in answering that question or even asking that question and reflecting on that question. I want you to be aware of how you actually feel so that you can respond appropriately when people ask you that question today. Of course, you clicked on the title of this episode, so you already know that we are talking about wellness. And I'm super excited because we are having our first series on the podcast. And even though it's a self-care series, I intentionally called it wellness because I want you to think about the entire picture, the entire being of health. In communities of color, I don't think that we do a really good job prioritizing wellness. And that's one of the reasons why we have so many chronic illnesses. So y'all also know that I am a words girl, so we are going to define wellness. According to the Oxford Language Dictionary, wellness is the state of being in good health, especially actively pursued goal. It is overall health, not just one area. A lot of times when we're talking about self-care, we are most often talking about one specific area, but wellness is a well-rounded picture of everything, all the little areas comprised into one thing. And we have to start prioritizing our wellness in our communities. And we got to take away the stigma of that it's a selfish thing to focus on your personal wellness. So let's start the conversation, boo. We're going to start it right here, right now. And out the dough, we're going to talk about the Bible stance on self-care and the concept of self-love. Because I know that this is another highly debated topic in uh, Christian communities. It's like, yeah, you can take care of yourself, but it's not meant to be in a selfish way. We're supposed to be like Christ. And yes, we are supposed to be like Christ. But let me point out to you, even Jesus got away. Okay, let me say it for the folks in the back. Even Jesus got away. So if Jesus needed a break, baby girl, who are you to not need a break? Come on now. 
at some point that becomes pride but that's another topic for another episode anyway it's controversial because people hear the word self and think selfishness since Christ calls us to be selfless and we are supposed to be like him and I hear you I feel you and I totally agree with being like Christ in all aspects but here's the thing baby girl Here's where we're going to break it down. God wants you effective. You are not effective when you are run down. Point blank, period. If you're run down, you're not functioning as your best self, which means that your ministry that you are assigned to is not the best that it could be. It is not impacting lives in the way that it should. In today's terms, it's not given what it's supposed to have gave, sis. It's just not. So we have to be mindful of that. God wants you to be effective overall, beyond all the extra stuff that we think about. So I have to get my rest. I have to step away. I have to go to therapy and get my mind right. I have to nourish my body. I have to do all of these things so that I can show up for my assignment as my best self. When we think about soldiers in an army, you know, they have to train. They have to take care of their bodies so that they are in optimal condition to fight, to war. And so it's the exact same thing, baby girl. We just got to take all the cute stuff up off of it. You're not effective if you're not taking care of yourself, period. And because I know some of y'all need this to be backed up by some scripture, I got you, sis. Don't even worry. Psalm 23, my favorite, one of my favorite passages says, he makes me to lie down. So when I'm doing too much, he makes me lie down. Jeremiah 30 and 17 says, I will restore health to you. Okay. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all who are weary, I will give you rest. So it is not selfish to pause and take time for yourself to consider your own wellness. You have to do these things so that you can be equipped for the battle. There's no other way to put it. There are also different types of wellness that serve different purposes. So, for example, mental self-care or mental wellness is setting up boundaries and enforcing those boundaries. Let's think about how we function when we are in a state of mental exhaustion versus someone who is well rested. That's going to hit different, right? So if I were to come on this podcast without being rested, I would sound a whole lot different. And I'm going to just say, trust me, sis, I know, because when I first started doing Uh, practice recordings before I launched the podcast, I did try to record when I was tired. And when I listened back to that audio, I was like, sis, you can't put this out. That's not your best material, honey. If you're going to impact people and encourage people and open the door for more authentic conversations, baby girl, you better go to sleep first and then come back and (laughs) re-record. And that's what I had to do. I had to re-record a couple of episodes because my exhaustion was showing. And 
when I tell you that in this season of life with everything that I have going on, Holy Spirit has been whispering to me, rest, 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 rest has to be like for the past year because rest actually increases your productivity. And if we're talking about mental self-care in this capacity, then I need to rest my brain. I need to rest my brain. And that may involve setting up some boundaries in my relationships so I don't have to do too much. I don't have to have such a large emotional capacity when I'm not in a place where I'm actually wanting to have that at the time. Like maybe I just don't want to solve your problems with you right now. I don't want to do that. I just want to exist, you know, watch some TV or read a book or something like that. So that's mental self-care. Then we have one that is overlooked quite a bit, financial self-care. And for me, when I think about financial self-care, I'm thinking about budgeting, making wise choices with money, getting untangled from our poor financial habits. That's a big one right there. That's one we don't really want to necessarily take ownership of, but we got to do. And I'm saying we because these are areas that I have to consistently go back and review. Where am I at? How am I doing in this area? Am I treating myself well? When we're talking about finances, ultimately, that's an investment in our future. That's an investment in how I'm going to live. How am I taking care of myself? Because Even if I wanted to do, let's say, an at-home spa day, or if I wanted to focus on nourishing my body and eating well, I need the cash, right? I need the money in order to make that happen. So if I am not spending my money wisely or making wise choices with my money, then I'm not really maintaining good financial self-care. And that's going to bleed over into all these other issues. First and foremost, let's start with the mental. Hello, because the first thing that happens to us when we have financial struggles and we make a mistake or we have given in yet again to a poor financial habit. Dang, I'm not good with money. Man, I suck. Man, I'm never going to climb out of this hole. Mentally, we start being attacked by the enemy, right? So each facet of self-care spills over into the other area. And the other portion of self-care that I'm going to talk about that I think is like kind of a hot topic for people right now, but for Christians, we've been on this spiritual self-care. Baby girl, if you're not feeding your spirit, what are you doing? And I'm not talking about once a week spiritual feedings. I'm talking about you got to feed your spirit daily, baby girl. Like it's not a joke. And then keeping in line with the same thing of being fed spiritually, you have to spend time with people who positively contribute to your spiritual self-care. And I'm not talking about, you know, new age woo-woo stuff. I'm talking about those people that will encourage you, those people that will pray for you, those people that will go to war in the spirit for you, those people that send you lit devotions, those people that send you podcasts that's going to snatch your edges, but comfort your spirit once you're done with the deliverance portion of it. That's what I'm talking about. That is real spiritual self-care. And it's the most important facet of our self-care because, again, it bleeds out into all the other areas. So I just want to reiterate again, 
when we're talking about self-care in this series, we're talking about overall wellness. We're talking about all of these different dynamics and how they shape our human experiences. We're going to talk about how your wellness needs shift regularly. But first, we're going to take a break and have a word from our sponsors. Be right back, y'all. Hey, girl, did you know that statistics show black women have a higher chance of developing high blood pressure and other subtle life-threatening diseases? Not to mention the mental health diagnoses we don't talk about. As a licensed therapist, I talk to women both in and outside of my office about ways to take off the superwoman cape and be themselves. Being a black therapist, I know how culturally we're often pressured to set aside our own mental wellness to do what we have to do. Girl, I've been there and I've learned how to stop the cycle and now I teach other women to do the same thing inside of the Pink Emerald Collective. The Pink Emerald Collective is centered on three pieces, establishing our identity, providing you with practical strategies and solid connections with a squad. Take Shanetta, for example. She thought she didn't have the time or the money to invest in herself because she thought it meant taking up a lot of space in her schedule when she had a lot to do. She also thought it might mean spending a ton of money for something that would give her temporary or superficial results like a massage or a bubble bath. Now, don't get me wrong, sis. That stuff has its place, but it's not going to help you take off the cape and flourish in life. Shanetta was tired of putting herself on the back burner. She joined the Pink Emerald Collective and learned how to carve out time for herself, resting intentionally, making boundaries her bestie while loving on the people in her life. And she is now connected to a tribe of amazing women who value sisterhood just like her. Enrollment for the collective with the 14-day trial is now open. And when you join, you get access to our free bonus course, The Boss Babe Reset, a 30-minute bite-sized masterclass to help you reset your routines. So if you're tired of being put on the back burner and you're looking for a squad, go to thepinkemerald.com forward slash collective to join today and grab your freebie. Okay, so let's talk about how your wellness needs are going to shift regularly. I think one of the things that is most frustrating to a lot of women is when they're planning a routine of either wellness or just a regular, you know, planning out their week, their schedule, etc. It's frustrating because life changes so often and we don't plan for those changes. And that's where we always end up getting frustrated that our to-do list wasn't checked off. So I want to offer you a reframe today. I want you to think about your wellness needs, your planner, etc. as fluid stages, things that flow. Okay, so this is a evolving process consistently and that shouldn't stress you out it should actually provide you with a little bit of comfort because what you're going to do is figure out how to plug and play so to speak 
on your routines according to your seasons. So what I need as a new mom is not going to be the same thing that I need when I have a 15 year old or even a mom of adult children. My needs are going to be very different and the way that I meet those needs is gonna be different in two separate ways. One, when I'm a new mom, I probably need sleep. Like I probably need sleep and food. That's you know a form of wellness versus when I am a mom of a teen, I probably still need sleep. <laughs> but in a different way. And I might also need a massage because I got knots in my neck and my back from being stressed out about, you know, what new things my teen is doing. You know, so our needs are going to change. And then if we go from that mom of a newborn on up to the mom of an adult child, then the needs might change because what I like in this phase of my life is likely going to be much different than what I did like 30, 40 years ago. So we're talking about fluid stages of change and transition, just like life. And then bear in mind that chronic illness can also shift your wellness needs as well. Or even you know, aging, <laughs> aging can shift your wellness needs. For example, when I used to run at, you know, 23, 24, 25, I could do that with no problem. Now, you know, as I've gone over the 30 year mark, my knees be aching sometimes if I do too much. So for example, uh, my friend had me go back and try the Stairmaster and I'm like, oh yeah, why haven't I been on the Stairmaster in a minute? So I got on the Stairmaster, had a good sweat going at about 15 minutes and then I got off and I'm like, yeah, you know, that was pretty cool to have that knocked out and have that much sweat, you know, happen for the workout. And then later on that night, my whole knee was hurting, girl. I could barely even walk. Like, so my wellness need was that I needed to soak in some Epsom salt several days and then I couldn't run for two weeks. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit mad about that because I prefer running over the Stairmaster any day. So my body is different and what my body needs is different from when I used to run and do the Stairmaster at 23, 24. So we just have to be mindful of that when we are creating our wellness plans. And then our needs also shift according to our losses or gains in life. So if I have a new job, my wellness needs are going to be different than what I've become accustomed to with a job that I've worked for 10 years. Like maybe it requires me to go to bed earlier because I have to get up earlier or, you know, loss of something. If, you know, we lost a loved one or lost a job or, you know, loss of anything in particular, your wellness needs are going to change because now you have to meet the emotional need that comes with job loss or the loss of a loved one. And now you have to meet the need that is now like, okay, if my job was financing this particular thing, I don't have those finances anymore. Now I need to figure out how I'm going to finance this thing moving forward. So just keep in mind that this process is a fluid process. Girl, what you been watching? What you been reading? What you been listening to? Media Queens, what's up? 
So in this month's Media Queen, we are talking about the freedom to adapt, grow, and change your wellness plan. So for this month, listen, I don't even know how I did it, girl, but I read two books, okay? So for me, reading two books in one month is leisure. Yes, honey, come on, self-care. Come on, come on and come through. (laughs) I'm also reading one book for a devotion as an addition to my spiritual self-care. So the two books that I am loving this month is The Therapist by B.A. Paris and then How It Ends by Rachel Housel Hall. And you can find both of those books in uh, your local library on Amazon or Audible. I just loved these books because they were intellectually stimulating for me. And for me personally, intellectual stimulation is a huge form of self-care. So as usual, I will have the link to those books listed in the show notes if you want to check them out. And then I also started reading in the month of August, Tatum Tamia of Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, her business meetings with God 90 day devotional. I started to include that in um, my devotion in the mornings. So that is a part of my spiritual self care. What are you guys listening to reading, watching this month? I would love to hear it. If you want to share with me what you're listening to or reading, you can do it in the social media streets by tagging me on Instagram. All right, Bay. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We took some time to define wellness. We discussed the Bible stance on wellness, different types of wellness serving different needs, and how your wellness needs shift regularly. In this series, we're going to be covering how self-care can help you manage depressive symptoms, self-care as a therapist, self-care in your role as a caregiver, and then inside of the Pink Emerald Collective, This month's live is all about creating a customized self-care plan to fit your unique needs. The link to join the Pink Emerald Collective will be in the show notes if you are interested in joining us for this live. Don't forget that when you sign up for the collective, you get... 14 days free inside of the community. The live will be hosted October 21st. If you enjoyed this episode, share the love, boo. Send it to your friends. If you have about 90 seconds, pretty please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help open the door for more authentic conversations. Okay, love, I'll see you out here in these social media streets or on the next episode. Bye.